Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means. guy's gonna do tonight, Brain? The same thing the long box guys do every night, Pinky. Drink and talk about comics. They're useless to taking over the world. Yes! Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of The Long Box Guys. With me as always is some of my very favorite people since I was a very little kid. Josh, how you doing and what are you drinking? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I am drinking the beer provided to me by your wife. Uh, it's from Dorchester Brewing. It is called Lightyear Journey. Lightyear Journey. And what do you think of it? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's from our local brewery here at Dorchester, Massachusetts. Beautiful Dorchester, made with Dorchester water, which, oddly enough, is not bad. <laughs> Mike, how are you doing and what are you drinking? I am drinking a Berliner Weisser from Broadbrook Brewing in Connecticut, and it is very tasty. This is very good. What kind of beer is that? Yellow one. It's a Berliner Weisser. I don't know what that means. It's a German wheat beer. A German wheat beer. I've, I've been told I like wheat beers. I, I got to keep better track of what beers I like. I like a nice mild flavor. Josh says wheat's not bad for that. Tommy, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing okay. I am drinking some Hamilton Scotch. It's a lowland scotch. Because they're not going to take your scotch. Yes, exactly. They're not going to take my scotch. That's the energy I need to <laughs> It's so much smoother than that old camp shit. You, you talk like you are just someone's puppet sometimes. Speaking of which, today we're going to be talking about Starro, one of the cooler... Uh, <laughs> One of, the, one of the cooler monsters of the DC Universe, and I'm glad that Mike's going to be talking about him, actually, because as I recall, now correct me if I'm wrong, this was one of the first covers that really drew you to comic books, right? Uh, no, it was not, because it appeared in 1968, years before I was born. Oh, but, but there wasn't Starro on the cover of, uh, I know one of the first ones you bought was a Justice Yes, and he was on the cover of uh, the Justice League, because they had a backstory of the first appearance of the Justice League. So you are correct. Um, The uh, Starro first appears in 1960 in Brave and the Bold, issue number 28, and it is also the very first appearance of the Justice League of America. So he is the very first villain to fight them, but his origins go further back. Uh, But the publishing history, created by Gardner Fox and Mike Zukowski, uh, Brave and the Bold was kind of a tryout magazine for stuff that DC was doing in the early Silver Age. Uh, they would give uh, you know three or four issues, and if the fans' response was good, they would give them their own title. And so this was kind of the tryout. The, the first encounter was Green Lantern, Aquaman, Flash, Martian Manhunter, and Wonder Woman. No Batman or Superman, because the editors for Batman and Superman didn't want them to be overexposed, 
and we're very protective of them. So even in the beginning of the Justice League, you don't see them all, uh, in a lot of issues, and certainly not in the Brave and the Bold series. But even without them, it still sold really well. Starro's origins in the comic book dim realm, you have to go back to kind of a primordial uh, underbelly of the multiverse. Uh, in Dark Metal, they revealed that universes are created all the time, and sometimes they just don't take, and they collapse in on themselves, and that's the dark universe. So Starro originates as a race of beings in this primordial soup uh, of a galaxy or universe, a multi, uh, part of the multiverse, a universe where it was just survival of the fittest. And the Starro race is the one that survives and comes out. Um, so Starro is a, looks like a gigantic starfish, although he's definitely not a starfish even though Lyme can hurt him. Uh, he is a kaiju, and there are many different versions of Starro, but uh, the kaiju monster that comes out of this universe and that manages as the, this multiverse universe is collapsing to escape into our universe, uh, then creates spores, spores which are also gigantic. So the first Starro that the Justice League fights is not actually the real Starro. Uh, it's just one of his spawns because the real Starro is just so gigantic that uh, the gigantic one the Justice League faces is considered small. Um, so in addition to having mind control powers, uh, he can alter his size, he can absorb energy, he can shift his color. He can regenerate. Um, he is able to create a singular uh, brain from those he psychically links with his spores that uh, take over the user's nervous system and they form like a hive mind. He's capable of terraforming telepathy. He has, of course, superhuman strength because he's a kaiju. Invulnerability. He can fly through space. He can exist in a vacuum. He, uh, there are multiple versions, so some of the versions are really small and f like facehuggers, and some are just gigantic that would, you know, shadow over an entire planet. One of the ways that Starro became Starro is this race of parasites had escaped and they were taking over a planet, and they took over a psychic planet, and they attached themselves to the most powerful psychic on the planet and kind of merged with them. And that became a character known as Star Zero, um, who, uh, that's in the Rebels uh, second volume uh, series. But you see Starro all over the place. He was dormant for a long time. He appears first in the 1960s, and then he doesn't appear again until the late 70s when Aquaman finds a Starro starfish. Uh, and then after that, the writers were like, oh, yeah, Starro's really cool. And he starts making a lot more appearances. Uh, I, before we get into all those appearances, I just want to say, if you haven't been reading the latest Justice League, um, it's it's too bad because 
you are missing my favorite version of Starro. In the No Justice series, they realized that there were these giant colossal titans who were going to destroy the multiverse, and they formed a they like Dark Side joined the heroes to take on these guys, and they convinced Starro that he needed to join the good guys. And Starro was like, "Yes, I cannot conquer." the multiverse if the multiverse doesn't exist. So I will join you. And he goes out in a fucking blaze of glory, this giant kaiju taking on this giant colossal space titan. And after he dies, Batman saves some of his cells and fucking grows his own Starro that he calls Jaro. Because it's in a jar. Yeah. Because it's in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> and Jaro doesn't have the hive mind connected to Starro, so he then views Batman as his father and calls him father and fucking rides around in the Batmobile. Uh, <laughs> just a little. Uh, he is. Jaro is just fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, they're also thinking about making him the next Robin. Yeah. He, he's, that's not a joke. He has had bad. dreams. He has to die that way, but it's yeah. a cool concept. Yeah. <laughs> so, I welcome our new Starfish Overlord, uh, <laughs> Robin Starro. Because <laughs> there's no way he's not playing Batman this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. He's pulling a, uh, what was Booster Gold's little robot skeets. guy called? Skeets. skeets. There's no way he's not pulling the Skeets. So Jaro is my favorite version of Starro the Conqueror. What about you guys? I'm more of a classic Starro, uh, the giant starfish uh, kaiju guy. Like, I remember that cover, and that cover is so cool, where, like, all the superheroes have the starfish fucking plastered to their face, and they're all thralls. Uh, that's such a great cover. That's such a kinetic fun cover and um, yeah that's Justice League uh, Europe Justice League 190 maybe I think think it was the Euro one yeah well they they did it twice with the covers Uh, and uh, (laughs) um, I I just like I think I like the Star Wars character a little bit you know he just he said I'm just here to conquer just assimilate guys it's gonna be so much better for everyone it's gonna be so awesome the the hive is great and once you get the hive mind on you'd be like Oh fuck! I was wrong. The hive mind is great, and part of me is always thinking to myself, "What if the hive mind is great?" <laughs> and they're telling the truth because, like, there's no lying anymore. There's no, you have riches, I don't have riches. There's no privation. You want to get into the Star Kibbutz? That's what you want. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> He's not not trying to get taken over. <laughs> I'm just saying, I have put plenty of starfishes on my fucking face. <laughs> uh, nope. And uh, that's not the hat. Meanwhile, at the Boston Aquarium. Excuse me, excuse me, sir. Sir, sir, sir. Can you stop sir? licking the starfish? Please, please put the starfish down, sir. I'm Starro, leave me be. Part of me is always thinking about what, what if Starro was right? Killmonger was right, for God's sake. Like, what if Starro was right? <laughs> Uh, Josh, you're not much of a DC guy. Do you have a favorite Starro? 
Um, yeah, I do. Uh, it was recently animated in Invincible. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> true! So, I do like that version That's of That's true! Also on the animation side, uh, season two of Young Justice, uh, there's a storyline in which they don't really explain that it's Starro, but they um, they recover a ancient piece of an ancient tentacle that Luthor wants from uh, from Atlantis, and there's a whole storyline about them trying to uh, recover it and see if it can be destroyed. This is too powerful for anybody to get their hands on, and uh, and eventually I, I believe it ends up in uh, in Luthor's hands anyway. But it's uh, I haven't rewatched that in a while. It's a good show, and yeah, so there's there's a a Starro undercurrent in uh, season two of Young Justice. Well, I mean, also Justice League Unlimited, where Superman uh, has a birthday, and one of the birthday gifts is really a Starro that takes over him, and Starro feeds him this illusion of him living on Krypton in a happy life with his family on Krypton. That was a really great episode. I do remember that one. Yeah, because he has the son, right? And his son yep. has to come into his not real. Yep. Yeah. So, so I really like that storyline, but I also like in the comics, uh, Booster Gold number 13 and 14, where Starro hitchhikes back into uh, Rip Hunter's uh, sort of... He's got no thumbs! Oh, He's got no thumbs! He hitches a ride on Booster Gold's, uh, his, I don't know, his lame-ass forefather's costume and into Rip Hunter's sort of, a, I don't know, his little time hideout where he, where he gets stuff done and he takes takes a hold of Rip Hunter. And then it's Rip the Hunter... Yeah. All right. Anyway, it takes hold of Rip Hunter, and Starro goes back in time and takes over the Earth. And Booster Gold has to go back and try to figure out when in time Starro took over and try to defeat Starro. Yeah, so he's got to go back and do it all over. Yes. Can't, can't go, go back. back. Can't go back. I know. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough, tough spot for but the beauty of it is he does do it and he saves the world, but he doesn't get any credit for it. Who's the goal? He never credit. gets any goddamn credit for it. He I never know. gets any credit, which is all he, he wants. and fails. Yeah. He yeah. always succeeds in what he needs to do, and he always fails in getting the credit, which is what he really wants. Which, yeah, yeah. he'd rather get the credit than succeed at <laughs> Uh, I'm surprised you didn't talk about the uh, Batman, the Brave and the Bold cartoon. Do you remember the Starro episode from that? Because the Buana Beast. Buana Beast was in that one. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they use him to defeat Starro, and he ends up dying because he can't handle the uh, Starro's power. Yeah. A lot of power, man. Yeah. Very sad. It's the only time a superhero died in the Batman the Brave and the Bold series. Was it canonical? I mean, it's a cartoon, so as canonical as anything in that cartoon is. Right. We'll have to do a Buona Beast episode later on. But Yeah, right, we gotta do a Buona Beast episode. Yeah. R&P, rest in power, my brother. Taking out Starro. 
So uh, he has no connection, as far as I can tell, to the Suicide Squad, other than the fact that the Suicide Squad also debuted in The Brave and the Bold three issues before Starro did. However, it was a totally different Suicide Squad. It wasn't supervillains. It was just government agents. Well, uh, the reason we are mentioning Starro, of course, we are on our Suicide Squad tangent, uh, as it were. Uh, And we do know that Starro does show up, and he's probably the main villain, but it's still a little unclear. But it, it seems to me like he is the I I love the fact that he's he's not just a giant monster. Like he's very smart. Like he at one point convinces uh, the Justice League that he's dying, and he just wants to go into space <laughs> to live out his final days. And they let him go, and he's like, "Woo, gonna take over the earth, gonna take over the earth." I can't believe they fell for it. I can't the believe this trick in the book. Evil will always win because good is so stupid. <laughs> yeah, they shot him in space exactly where he wanted to be so he could shoot out a billion spores. Yep. yep. That rained down on us. Rained down. It's rain and spores. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 Terrible. He is a uh, super genius starfish, after all. You should not trust him. He is a triple threat. He's a kaiju. He's super intelligent. Crowd control abilities beyond almost anything I can uh, talk about when it comes to like being able to mass manipulate minds. I mean, there's few others that come close to him. There's one yellow lantern that might be better at crowd control, but... He uh, was a fucking yellow lantern. Oh, what was... Oh, they had, a, they had a Starro Yellow Lantern. He what had was, he had yellow rings on all of his tentacles. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> and if that's not something that you should be afraid of, yeah. Come on, he had he was he was the, the quadruple threat at that point. Yeah. Sing, right, yeah. dance, tell jokes, mind control, kaiju, super strength, mental control. Generations. To, even if you cut off one of the limbs, it just spins off into space, makes another one, and it's still got a green lantern ring on. Every no single molecule of his body contained the entire DNA genetic code. Uh, Similar to every other living creature. That, that's a good point. But this one could regenerate. <laughs> I mean, just imagine if there was a dance-off between him and the hypno-hustler. What? Why? Because both of them would be trying to take over the crowd. Be All right, I can see that. All right, you brought me around. You brought me around. I was going to shit on you, but you got me. <laughs> All right, hear me out. Starro has decided to kill Disco. And the hypno-hustler is the only thing standing in his way from killing Dazzler. Ooh. Wait, wait, Dazzler... Dazzler or Dazzler, the scion of Galactus? Well, see, that's what the Hypno-Hustler is hoping. If he saves Disco and the Dazzler, that Galactus will see he's that worthy. Disco-Hustler should be the new scion. He should be the Herald of Galactus. <laughs> or the Herald Disco of... Disco cannot die. Disco has life. Or maybe he should be the her- uh, the Herald of Starro. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if he just posed as the Herald of Starro? 
Hey, I'm the Herald of Star. I, I know, got a uh, starfish on my, my yeah, titties. <laughs> Stop by the Boston Aquarium. I got two of them. They spin. I can't go to the Boston Aquarium anymore. That that happened. And I'm open. not ashamed of it, but it happened, and I can't go back. Though I'd like to go back, I know. So we're going to say Starro, out of all the weird people in Suicide Squad that we've been covering for the last two weeks, Starro is like an A-list villain. He's an Omega-level oh, he's an a- Yeah, he's definitely yeah. an A-list villain, yeah. Yeah, and he is not, like, most of the time I'm like, yeah, I got all of this guy's appearances, and I didn't even know I had all this guy's appearances. I do not have all of the Starro appearances. Good God, I wish I did have Raven the Bull number 28. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I've got most of them, but he's appeared in, like, almost 100 issues of different comics. So. Like, appeared in 100 issues, or it's mentioned as part of the plot line of 100 comics? Because I'm guessing that number goes up. I believe he's actually appeared in 98 issues, according to the DC... Uh, database. Yeah, of the, I, I would say, of the most ridiculous villains you get to see, right? Starro, on first appearance, ridiculous villain. And I think he's probably the most legit ridiculous villain you get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, when you're talking about a mega level threat that could take over everything, that's up there. And not just that, because there are plenty of people who look ridiculous that they've made ridiculous. But I think Starro has had enough legitimate storylines where he is a ridiculous-looking character, but you're like, oh, I get what they're doing here, and he really does come out on top as some as an interesting character that you can read and play through and have storylines around, rather than just be like just being ridiculous looking. He's no Eggfoot. He's no. He's definitely, definitely no Eggfoot. Yeah. How many kaiju bad guys are there? Uh, in, it depends in DC. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, the, what was the giant ape that was uh, Superman? Titano. Uh, Titano. There's yeah. Titano. There's only a handful, really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, the uh, Kem- Kem- Kemo, depending on what version. Yeah, he's definitely a kaiju. Yeah, he's yeah. a kaiju whenever he wants to be. Uh, you could even go Shaggy Man, is also a kaiju. Sure. Don't know who that is off the top of my head, but okay. Uh, Justice League villain from the Silver Age. Right. Trust me. Maybe we'll do, a, well, we'll do a kaiju one sometimes. That'll be fun. Yeah. We don't like kaiju. There's definitely a, do- a couple of dozen uh, giant robots. Yeah. There's, there's. Uh, I think there's probably. Well, Marvel had a lot of. Um, yeah. You know, just horror. Well, the Sentinels were yeah. kaiju in their own kind yeah. of right. I don't know if I'm going kaiju for robots, honestly. Really. Kaiju or monsters, yeah. Yeah. Well, like kaiju robots are monsters. No, I think robots, kaiju literally robots means fight kaiju. giant monsters. Robots fight kaiju. Is that what you're saying, Elsa? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla wasn't a kaiju. Yeah. Huh. All right. All right. I, I mean, I, I get your thing. I'm not going to argue with that one. I, you're probably right on that. One, I guess. Uh, kaiju literally translates to strange beast. All right. Kaiju, only beasts. Uh, so Titano, like I said, was one of the first. All right. Uh, anyone have any last words to say about uh, this? Except that we're excited to see him. I really, really am looking forward to this uh, uh, Suicide Squad. So uh, much so that I'm pretty sure I'm going to go for the theater, even though I got HBO Max. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to go for the like, Green Knight might be my first theater film. 
Really? That looks yeah. good, too. I'm not, I'm it's, not, not it's not going on any service, so... Yeah. The, la- the one thing I will say is Starro the Conqueror is based on a book by Ray Cummings called Tyranno the Conqueror. That's where Julie Schwartz came up with the name. The, he well, he was the editor for The Brave and the Bold. All right. I guess that brings us to the front of the long box. Mikey. Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. What you got? So I have been rereading Morning Glories. Oh, it was a independent comic written by Nick Spencer, who, uh, you know, we're big fans of Nick Spencer's run on the uh, sinister villains of Spider-Man. What was it called? That I made you oh. all read? Yeah, that was great with the Sinister Six, and there was only five of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Superior Foes of Spider-Man, that's what it was called. Yeah. Uh, that was really good. That was a great run. That was a, That's one of your best recommendations of all time, Mike. Uh, Morning Glories is also really good. If you were a fan of Lost and just said, man, I wish it was in a prep school, uh, Morning Glories is for you. Uh, it has a lot of twists and turns that you don't see coming, but it is always entertaining. So check out Morning Glories if you get a chance. It is available, the first, I think, five volumes on Comixology. Uh, but I'm going to warn you guys, you'll want to read it all if you uh, start down that road. It was, it was it as confusing as Lost? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. I wanted to just be confused at the end of every comic book. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, what you at the back of the comic well, I have something that's not as confusing. I have Firefly Watch How I Soar. So, uh, if you like Firefly and want more Firefly in your life, uh, this is a good book. It's kind of like almost a what if, what if Serenity didn't happen sort of book because uh, it, this book tells the story of, of Wash and uh, it has a lot of kind of, you know, Wash and his wife uh, sort of living out, out their lives in retirement um, and also sort of Wash's early years. Uh, type stories, and it was just a, a really good book in the Firefly universe. If you were looking for a little bit more Firefly, how do Reavers clean their spears? Uh, they ride through the wash. Damn right they do. <laughs> too soon? Is that too soon? Nah. Too soon? Too much of a nah. tangent? Nah. nah. Uh, tangents are Josh's purview. Josh, you got a tangent for us? Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll go real, uh, real simple today because I'm feeling feeling pretty low-key. So, we're talking about kaiju. What's everybody's favorite kaiju? Who are we talking about? All time. Uh, favorite kaiju. <coughs> I really like more of the, gar- uh, the gargantuans. That was kind of a fun kaiju type movie. Oh, no, no. Frankenstein versus Godzilla. Boom. Very little watched. Uh, Frankenstein, a piece of Frankenstein, washes up in uh, Japan. Uh, mad scientists make a giant Frankenstein kaiju out of it. And he fights Godzilla, and it's stupid, and it's crazy, and it, it's a meth addict's nightmare. And it's from 19-something or other, and it's crazy from way back in the day. I just discovered it uh, not too long ago, and it's insane. And I like Frankenstein. 
He is so, a strange beast. As a kid, I think I liked uh, Rodan the best. He's the one with really, the, Tom, you're not going to go with Mothra? I, oh, I love the, the trouble with, with the Mothra Girls is one of the best kaiju songs. I know, you love, you go on about the is, Mothra Girls forever, fucker. That is a fantastic song. It is a great but, song. Uh, wait, wait, I, tell, tell us a little bit about the song, because it is kind of fun. Uh, it, it just has a, a great sort of, of sort of duet of the two guitars singing back and forth to themselves. It just has wait, a... What band is it? It's by Dyke Kaiju. Right, that kind of has this great song about the Mothra Girls, uh, which I've listened to because of Tommy's recommendation. It is kind of a fun song. Yeah. All right, but your favorite is it Mothra? Well, who's it? I, I think Rodan. Yeah, Rodan. Rodan's, Rodan's the one with the uh, sort of can pull its, its feet in and has jets, right? No. That's, no, that's Gamera. That's Gamera. That's the turtle. Gamera. Gamera's my favorite. <laughs> I tell like Gamera, too, because it's the protector of who, Josh? Protect your children and come up. It's the name of the second movie. He's a, um, I believe he's also a master of kung fu and a friend to everyone. <laughs> he is a friend to everyone. Thank you, Mike. Someone's paying attention. Mike, who's your favorite kaiju? Uh, my favorite kaiju is Orgo. Orgo from, uh, that's a great one. That's from um, uh, the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. edition, right? Yeah, uh, the Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, he is a giant kaiju, and what do they have him do as his job? He's tech support. That's right, he's tech support. <laughs> he's a giant kaiju who's intelligent, and they make him the tech support guy. <laughs> so you got a 40-foot guy rumbling around, hitting cables... And like, do you want plug it and plug it back in? Because his superpower is he's able to manipulate reality. Yeah. <laughs> so he's the only one who can get your fucking printer to work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that my superpower? Is that, I don't even know. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. You, you IT guys are reality manipulators on a totally different field. Why do you think turning it off and turning it on again works so often? It's kind of like... like we think of that more as a spell, like a minor hedge magic that we use to summon your powers. Like, that shouldn't work. How the fuck did that work? It doesn't work for my car. Why does it work for a computer? Why does it work for this computer? doesn't work for anything else but a computer that, that, that's magic and you know it's, it, we're all good with that what about you Josh uh, I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not stretching towards strangeness I'm just straight up Godzilla I've always loved Godzilla Creature Noble Feature was always my thing uh, I love the Godzilla comic books I just it's Godzilla man he's just he's well, what do you think of the cartoon I like the cartoon personally, but that was from wasn't... the 1980s. Yeah, yeah. Up from the depths, 40 stories high, breathing fire, fire. Dead in the sky. sky. Godzilla, oh, Godzilla. Oh. Yeah, I love it. All right, let me ask you this: Godzuki and Godzuki and Godzuki. You have a butt that summons the most powerful creature on the planet. 
Who do you give it to? Not kids. Kids on a boat. <laughs> How come Godzilla never just like squishes that boat? He's like, fuck you, kids. Nobody summon Godzilla. <laughs> You can't, can't get a handle on what's going on with that. We don't summon Godzilla anymore. Free <laughs> um, agent now. Yeah, that, that that's the most powerful button on the planet, but we're going to give it to those kids who are pretty much with the sea wolves. Yeah. Or sea, I'm sorry, the sea shepherds. <laughs> All right. I guess that brings us over to plugs. Josh, I know you got something big to plug coming up. Yep. Awesome. Uh, at Dragon, I'll be at Dragon Con. Yeah, I'm uh, so excited for you. Going the down long box guys won't be there, but I'll be full out in my Seahawk costume, rocking it out with the Linos in our She-Ra compilation cosplay. It should be awesome. I can't wait to see you in the Seahawk stuff. Where, uh, they... where are they going to be? Where can uh, they see you guys? They can see us at Dragon Con. That's Labor Day weekend. Two weeks later in Indianapolis, they can find Linos at Gen Con. Uh, Linos? Are you talking about geekorthodox.com? Geekorthodox.com. Geekorthodox.com. That's right. Geekorthodox.com for all your fine t-shirt, static clings, socks, Saki glasses, whatever geek stuff you want, you should go to geekorthodox.com. Yeah. He's not Yeah. Maybe I'll get a Starro for my. Uh... It's not bad, actually. I like that. Yeah. Especially if it's in a whiskey bottle. Oh. A, oh, a Jaro. Jaro? Because there's whiskey in there. Can you make me a whiskey o? I'd buy that for a dollar. Tommy, you guys think you want What? Tommy, you guys think you want to plug? He does. He does want to plug Kirby Crackle, who provides our Kirby geek rock Crackle. music every week. Geek rock music every week. You can find me at kirbycrackle.com Kirby. or at Bandcamp. KirbyCrackleMusic.com That's right. I'd like to plug our Patreon page. That's uh, Patreon backslash forward slash the Longbox Guy. I can never remember. Uh, we do an extra podcast there every single week where we kind of just talk about pop culture in general and just kind of fun stuff. Uh, all the money does go to the Elizabeth Peabody House Food Bank, uh, feeding over 80 families a week uh, as of late and uh, doing a fine job over there. Good job, guys. And I'd like to plug our YouTube channel, uh, The Long Box Guys. If you want to go check it out, just do a search. If you click like and subscribe, you don't have to watch the videos, man. Just subscribe. Come on, man. Yeah. Just subscribe. Come on, Come on man. Yeah. Well, I'd just like to plug press the button. Beertube.com. I just put another video up there for my recent trip to North Carolina to have Haw River Brewing. So uh, go check me out on Beertube.com. Beartube, that's great. That that's coming back strong. I always loved all of your reviews of different beers. I have no idea what beer to drink. I like something light and nutty, and uh, I can never figure out what to drink. Allagash White, that's like my new favorite, along with uh, uh, a couple other cream ales. I kind of like cream ales. Yeah. Like which love. Love which you, you like. hate. <laughs> I don't hate cream ales. 
Well, you hate the one that I like. You said it has no flavor. Okay. I like them light. Like them sausage. Anybody else got anything to plug? All right. I guess that brings us to the end of this podcast. Mikey, any last words for us, buddy? Uh, yeah. Get your shots with the long box, guys. Do shots with the long box, guys. There you go. <laughs> shot, shot, shot. LT, what is this podcast like to you? It's like drunk history, but for comics. Tom? Uh, Pensacon, is that your sector? Pensacon, uh, this year is not my sector. Unfortunately, uh, uh, oh wait, Pensacon was my sector. I was the only one that went. Yeah. And my sector next year, too. By the way, check out Pensacon's um, uh, website. They've already started putting up who's coming in, and they get some great people coming in. And Terrificon that's coming up in just two weeks. That is also our sector. We're not going to be there officially, <laughs> but we'll be there. And Josh, what do you always say? Uh, I. Oh. No, that's not my thing. Come on, man. We were stealing each other's things. We were stealing each other's bit, man. Come on, man. I'm not stealing that from Tom. I feel bad. Uh, uh, all right. Just get ready to move your lips. You ready? Don't do what you hate. Hey. Just promote what you love. You live longer. Thanks for the long box, guys. I like to suck cock. And who doesn't? And who doesn't? Yeah, take one of the job. Give me a young David Bowie, and God damn it, that's happening. From Labyrinth? Oh, just out of respect. Dance that is magic not a joke. Dance. <laughs> dance, magic, dance. Dance, magic, dance. Absolutely. Really? You wouldn't have sex with David Bowie? No, I'd have sex with David Bowie probably before you mentioned it, because now you fucking tarted that shit for me. <laughs> You've ruined it. <laughs> you kind of ruined it. I didn't want to ruin sex with David Bowie for you. But really? that, let, let me I just say this. You, you don't want to have sex with David Bowie. That's on you. That's grow up. That's <laughs> David <laughs> Bowie. Okay, you're right. Sex cowards. Right. <laughs> Thank you once again. Don't be a sex coward. Thank you once again for the Lockbox, guys. Yeah. Hey, man, this is Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jane Silent Bob type pictures, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box, comics talk for comics fans. If anyone could do it, it's David Bowie. Tom, would you stop recording? Yeah, fuck's sake. Jesus Christ, how much shit do we need on YouTube? <laughs>